Welcome back to the Free Lunch Podcast, the only podcast serving food for thought. That's all you can eat. Welcome back to the lunch table. It's your favorite pie head, Chuck Hayes. Thank you for listening to the Free Lunch Podcast, the only podcast that serves food for thought. That's all you can eat. We took a little sabbatical last week, man, just to tighten a few things up. Um, if you haven't heard, we got a new intro. Let me know how you feel about it. Add me on Twitter, C-H-U-C-K underscore H-A-Z-E, using the hashtag, hashtag the free lunch podcast, hashtag the free lunch podcast, hashtag the free lunch podcast. Shout out to my guy, the healthiest and wealthiest uh, producer out there, Young Swealthy. Um, shout out to Lil Grits, new project coming soon. Uh, Swealthy actually did a lot of the, the, the beats behind the free lunch podcast. Now he's doing the intro, man. Make sure you check him out. I have all his links in the description, man. Shout out Swell. Shout out uh, Broey too, getting these points off over here, man. Um, but this week, we got a very special episode. Very, very special. Um, the internet doesn't necessarily know me. I've only been out here for like eight months or whatever. But um, this is an introduction into my life, my past, and everything that's happened within my life. I have to um, pay homage to a certain person. Um, without this person, I wouldn't be who I am today. I probably wouldn't even be born, to be completely honest with you. Um, that person is none other than my beautiful mother, uh, they call her awesome for a reason. She's a, a go-getter, a perseverer, and above all else, just a hustler, man. It's a beautiful thing to see her do what she does. Um, but I brought Mama Hayes on the, on the Free Lunch Podcast this week for the Mother's Day episode so we can uh, get an introduction on who she is, a little bit of my roots, and what she does. Uh, she's a military vet, 26 years strong, uh, raised two kids on her own, master's, master's degrees. Uh, she's a, a major, right? Major, I saw her work her way up to captain from private E5. Um, I got to tell you, man, it's been quite, quite a journey. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mama Hayes to the lunch table. What's up, Mama? Hey, I'm excited to be here with my wonderful son. 
Um, I'm just so proud of him and what he's doing and what he's bringing to the table. Um, and it's an honor to be here. He said Mother's Day and he invited me. I was like, oh, rock star. It, so I flew in from Maryland to be here. Yes. Uh, shout out to the DMV. Uh, shout out Frederick County, Walkersville, of course, Fort Detrick, all that stuff. Everybody listening from there, shout out to y'all as well. But um, yeah, I had to bring my mom on here, man. So uh, it's Mother's Day. It's only right. And I figured not too many podcasters do this. Um, so I just want to get you guys a little insight on, on my life and and uh the person who has been the, the most pivotal. Um, Mama Hayes, talk to me. Because this this almost didn't happen. We had a rough Ooh. morning. We had a very rough morning. It really a, a rough 24 hours, to say the yes. least. And uh, it got hazy. Like, no pun intended. No smoke in the air at all. It could have helped. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, got, it got hazy. But we worked through it. And fortunately enough, we happened yep. to be here. Um, yep. my, my mom is a woman of faith. Yep. Uh Courtesy of my grandmother who instilled it into all of our family, my great grandmother. Shout out Grandma Nell. And um that is a huge part of our lives and how we're even here today. Yep. So um mommy, I wanna I want you to talk. Uh, I do call her mommy, by the way. And that will never change. I think I put out like a Facebook uh status like five years ago saying I'm gonna call my mom mommy for the rest of my life. So get in the comments, let me know how you feel about that. Let me know what you call your mom too. But yeah. this is mommy over here. So yeah. uh mommy, um let's let's Go into this morning a little bit. Let people know how we uh, bounced back from it. Because okay. to be honest, I did not want to be here three yep. hours ago. Yep. So we had a, a few issues. Um, I flew in and um, I was tired and uh, Christian dragged us to the movie last night. Shout out to the movie. <laughs> Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah. Look out for that episode coming yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. Tickets were pretty expensive, but it was an opportunity <laughs> and we laughed and I loved the little tree. And uh, no pun intended. And uh, <laughs> and we had a really good time and uh, got to the house and, and things kind of went um, haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian and I, 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 again, as he said, I'm a veteran, served 26 years. I suffer from PTSD. And um, uh, my sons both have lived that uh, with me, unfortunately. People talk about trigger warnings within the, the sugar-coated society, but my mom has actual triggers, and those things um, are spawned from the events that happen within her life. So this is not like a false pretense of a trigger warning. These are actual emotional triggers that uh, spawn people to kind of spin out a little bit. And it goes both ways, because not only does do I trigger my mom, but my mom triggers yes. me. And when those types of things happen, um, arguments, headbutts, yes. you know, like disrespect, all those types yes. of things come from that but only the strong survived truly and we kind of pushed through and made it through so um uh, we had a few discussions we walked away a few times i'm a big proponent of walking away and reconvening and that that helped our conversation a lot i too and um perspective man you have to be be willing to take your your slice of the pie the blame pie because everybody has a piece everybody plays a part and i was willing to do that my mother most importantly was willing to do that which has been a difficult thing within our relationship but my mom's growth my mom's growth is the biggest thing and most importantly why she's here in this capacity and why i'm doing what I'm doing because without her there is no independent Christian Jamal Harris so um but but I also want I also want to say though uh Christian I contributed to both my sons Christopher and Christian uh through the healing process so we started maybe five years ago Mm -hmm. and uh I remember us being in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and I was so fired up about the opportunity to be a better woman uh and a better mother a better leader Mm -hmm. and I, I received that opportunity by God's grace and um we worked it through and, and I shared some very traumatic experiences with my sons 
um, that I had kept from them. And uh, I shared it with them, and they looked at me with love and, and, and admiration. And uh, once you reveal secrets, it is like weight that is lifted off your shoulders and the, and the uh, barriers that were broken in our relationship uh, because all they saw was a hot mess. She was angry all the time. Uh, they felt like they could do no right. We um, only saw the plight. We didn't understand the reasoning absolutely. or the intent behind it. Absolutely. But like once it was it was dispersed to us, we complete everything started to align. Yep. It made a lot yep. more sense. Yep. So I, I say all that to say like, if you have a parent who who's going through things, you have to understand that your parent is yep. human, just like you. Yep. Like we're all human on this earth. Your parents are not perfect. They don't have all the answers, right. um, but they are trying their yep. best. And that's yep. something my mom did yep. throughout her entire life I I shared this with her a couple years ago but while I was 22 uh, 21 years old I realized my mom and my dad had me at that age but I had to look back into myself and understand there's no way in hell I could take care of a a kid at 21 22 years old but my mom did and not only did she do it she did it exemplary job you know what i'm saying like she she put everything to the side for christopher and christian like we were the number one things to her and that shows throughout this day and that's why she hustles so hard that's why she perseveres so well because she has faith and she has a reason to keep pushing every single day that's right but you have to understand that your parents are people too and that's something that took me a while to understand because i I thought she had all the answers, yep, you know, because yep. she would always come up with them. Yep. But understand that they don't have them. And um, it was, I had to understand that with your grandmother. Ooh, speak on that because that's that's yep. from your own um per, yep. Uh, yep. perspective. Yep. So I, you know, I was going through my own uh, thing as a youngster, and uh, and Christian and I discuss this all the time. The the the, the baggage we carry, mm. um, the unidentifiable baggage that we carry. My mom calls it her. The, People's stuff, like yep. my stuff, your stuff. Yep. You know, yep. um, it gets in the way. It, gets it clouds in the way. everything. Exactly, and it, and it got in the way this morning. Yes. Um, you know, as Christian said, you know, we were triggered, and the old stuff came back. And um, Christian hates to be called a brat. <laughs> um, that's my baby, and I love him. Um, <laughs> but but, but again, <laughs> we do the stumping thing, and and the walking away, and the childlike behavior. Uh, is how we handle situations when we've been emotionally stabbed mm-hmm. um, and we can't verbalize. And my kids have always been respectful, always been respectful. They know, yes, ma'am, no, sir. And that's not with any adult. Um, and, and that's a good thing to a point, but it stagnated their opportunity to verbalize who they were, their ideas. They always felt like they couldn't express that to me. And uh, there was times when I wasn't listening. Again, my stuff got in the way. But um, at this point in my life, I need, I want my children in my life. So I had to take responsibilities. Yes, things happened to me. There was a reason, but that's not acceptable for my behavior as a mother during many of their years. So we. The key word in that is taking responsibility for your actions. And a lot of people don't want to take, regardless of parenting, any any scenario, a lot of people don't want to take their piece of the blame pie. Exactly. And um, let me ask you a question Would we be here today, Christian? Would we even have a relationship had I not done that? 
absolutely not. More, no, it, I, there is no doubt in my mind that yep. we wouldn't have. And yep. that's part of the growth of my mother because she, her growth has sparked my growth as yep. well and allowed our relationship to yep. blossom and bloom. Um, like I said earlier, my mother was a single parent. Um, my father wasn't in the picture for the majority of my life. We talked about it earlier when I was mm-hmm. nine years old. I met him for like the second time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So uh, within all of that, we have a lot of uh, emotional baggage, a lot yep. of stuff in the way. Yep. And that can, that can come back and uh, bite people in the butt, especially yep. within our conversations, yep. our arguments. When somebody yep. gets triggered, those emotions yep. come up and it's just all hell breaks loose. Yep. It's bad news. Yep. But um, gro- the growth is the most important thing because you knew that you needed to change. Uh-huh. It, it was like a revelation. And again, I go back to the kitchen. We, we often laugh and say our business, um, the office is going to be set up like a kitchen. There were so many conversations that we had um, and the excitement. I remember being late for work many times because, oh, you know, and the kids needed to go. To, they were in college there in Kansas and they needed to go. But we were so hyped and into and a lot of the, the, the ideas that we have have now come to fruition. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember looking at the clock and be like, Mommy, you're about to be late. Yep. Like, I know yep. you're about yep. to be late because yep. I'm basically her personal yep. assistant yep. anytime we're around. Um, I handle a lot of my mom's business yep. as well. So our relationship is is a lot of business, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why we, we do a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. We're a goal-oriented people. Yep. So uh, now that you said that the kitchen um, – if you can see the similarity between the lunch table yep. and the kitchen, yep. and that wasn't even on purpose. That's just exactly. me and my mom were both the exact same personality types, exactly. ENTJ, you know, a type of people. So it, it just kind of, it's odd that it works out that way. But uh, from that kitchen spawned one of your greatest ideas, yeah. uh, an idea that you've been working on for a long time yep. and it's coming to fruition now. Yep. And then some, it's living in victory. Yep. Can yep. you talk a little bit about absolutely, your project? Absolutely. Well, it originally started off with just a project. Mm-hmm. And we had T-shirts made, and it was Hear My Sister's Story. Yes. That's when I first uh, did some um, um, work with uh, Ann Randolph, phenomenal woman. Um, and she just gave me a prompt, and, and I wrote and wrote and wrote. <laughs> and I, I wind up doing a uh, writing a one-woman show uh, called Hear My Sister's Story. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's about uh, me being raped in the military and... Um, I had already told the children, my, my boys about it at that time, but I think a pivotal moment of my aspirations for my sons is when I performed it mm-hmm. at a competition. I'm glad you said oh, that. Oh, my gosh. And uh, my, it, it, they came with me. They supported me. There were a lot of male veterans there because it's a competition, so some people sang, some people danced. Um, and, 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 and Christopher and Christian were listening to the veteran men tell their stories about, you know, how they came from Vietnam mm. and, um, and started using drugs and they were homeless and how they wish they had a relationship with their, their sons. Remember the mm-hmm. guys talking about that, mm-hmm. uh, how, you know, they have adult children now and they're trying to regain that. Not to cut you off, but many people at that uh, theater were so surprised to see me and my brother actually yes. supporting my mom. Yes. Like at the time we were 22, 23, 24 yes. years old and we were right there for her, like yep. just trying to show her yep. that we care about her and yep. understand her plight and that she's trying yep. to work through it. Yep. Um, and that's no little thing. Um, I didn't want to disclose anything, but like... 26,000 people, uh, women have gone through this within the military. It's mm-hmm. no small thing. And it's mm-hmm. it's affected a lot of people and not just the people, but the families. And that's yep. one of the most important things that people forget about. Um, if the mother has PTSD and she's 
raising kids by herself, what do you think is going to get passed down? Yeah. It's those the, the good traits and, of course, the bad traits yeah. come as well. And not to necessarily point fingers or say good yeah. or bad, yeah. but those are things, those are detriments to, to yeah. life. And um, some of the things that my mom has been through were passed on to me and my brother. And yes. we, in turn, and uh, internalize that plight, you know, yep. and, it, and it comes out through us. Yep. But it's so interesting that... Um, we can we can relate and still yep. show support to you and yep. and see you push through because that was one of the coolest things I've oh ever seen my, my mom gosh. do. Like she's that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. I do a solo podcast and I talk to the air for like right, an hour. Right, you were on stage yep. by yourself yep. doing something that you wrote, yep. but that was so painful that you've been Talking through that about you had to relive. Being raped and and the, and the audience. Um, and again, it, again, no disrespect to anybody, but. For two young black males to be there supporting in an audience that was predominantly white, white and, and listening to the travesties that happened to their mother. Um, and my boys have always been um, not overbearing, but always kind of stepped into that role of, of not, not a caretaker, but more of a, a protector. Mm-hmm. So they were quiet in the background, but they always looked out and made sure the safety uh, of of for me, but this for me to do that and 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 Christian said I was alone. My boys looked, sat in the audience and smiled and supported me and never held their head down Mm-mm. in anything I said and it was phenomenal and you saw the reaction afterwards. You won the contest. Yes, you won the contest, First and that that alone says uh, how powerful the speech yep. was and how powerful what she was trying to yep. say was. Yep. It resonated with yep. a, a lot of people, yep. and to this day, my mother goes around telling her story yep. and telling people what she believes yep. in about parenting, about healing, about recovery, and living in the yep. victory. And she she's just yep. rounding up a whole bunch oh of people who gosh. believe in that as well. You said it's a beautiful li- thing. You said living the victory. Um, and and th- and that's what my my organization and my book mm. um, is called Live L I V mm. and um, it's life and victory and we're living the victory and what we do is um, and, and Christian is very supportive and, and Christopher in, in helping me do this but we set the stage um, a lot of times especially uh, I want to deal with the population that has suffered from mental illness had traumatic events families that are uh, need to come together. Um, for whatever reason, it's not so much about what happened. It's where do you want to go forward to? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where are you guys trying to go to? And 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 we set this stage, this phenomenal presence where we get to dictate where we want things to go, and get to see each other and how we interact in that environment. And and it's really important because Christian and I talk about it all the time. And it's like if I can see it and imagine it, I can kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. So if you want it, let's go get it. And it's really about transformation coaching. It's, it's not from moving from one place to another. It's about the idea of what it is that I want. And, and we talk about genetics, and, and there's a lot of stuff holding us back that we're unaware with. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, mental illness, which, uh, you know, again, I, and I don't disrespect anybody's story. I only tell my story. But the mental illness, it, and it has effects. So the PTSD had effect on my children. But I cannot use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm for my behavior. Once I know and understand, and we have gone to classes, we have taught classes, it's important to understand that my behavior was, as he said, a detriment to their growth. It stunted their growth, um, but the foundation that we had of love and that spiritual faith. 
the foundation was laid. Yep. The foundation was laid. And yep. like you said, it was about love and yep. really caring about each other. Yep. Like me and my brother and my mom are like the, the three amigos. Yep. We've been holding it down as a team yep. for a very, very long time. Shout out to Chris as well. Yes, my baby. Head, bro. Yep. We, we see you. Yep. Can't wait to see oh, you soon, man. Love you. Love you so much. But um, all of these plights... Well, my mom hates when I say this, mm-hmm. but everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I've known this for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. Long time. And, um, but all of these things have happened yeah. for, for a reason, and yeah. we're turning all of this pain into positivity. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because, again, um, instead of being woe is me, and I played the victim. No, I was a victim. I will always be a victim of, of those circumstances, but I, I use that and play the victim as an excuse not to persevere, mm-hmm. as to give up. And um, I was raised where you get it done. Mm-hmm. The work Regardless. ethic from my family is phenomenal. Now, working is what we do, and we're going to do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had two children to take care of. There was no opportunity to give up. So uh, unfortunately, though, through that, I did take care of my children, but there was a lot lost. There was a lot gained, but there was a lot lost. And we refused to allow um, that sh- those traumatic events to dictate the rest of our lives. Yes. Um, we talked about this earlier. Um, the things that you do aren't who you are. Yes. And the things that happen to you aren't who you are as yes. well. Um, people like to identify with, oh, I'm a rapper or I'm a writer, or, I'm a podcaster. All that is fine and dandy, but pay attention to the action and who you are. You have to separate the two. They're two yeah. completely different entities. Right. You may write, but you are a yeah. person, yeah. a human being who will yeah. change and grow over yeah. time. So the same things that you identify, identify with now, yeah. probably you won't yeah. identify with later. And that's why so many athletes have issues um retracking after they retired because I was a football player. I was a basketball player. No, you're a human that plays basketball. And to my mom, you're a person where something happened to you or things happened to you. It's your choice to either bounce back or play the victim. That's true. No, you're right. And and so you said about the athletes in sports, but remember even with me after the 26 years military was all that I knew. as well and it's, it was fun not even even with the traumatic events that I experienced in the military and, and my baby no hardships uh, discrimination as a female oh, discrimination because of color my mom used to come he, home he saw it my mom used to come yep. home and just just yep. let it all loose and let yep. us know exactly what was going on yep. the, the how people would kind of disrespect her yep. even though she had rank and yep. outranked these people they would disrespect her or look at certain things from her um, but my mom yep. always held it down she is dressed right dress yep. bottom line she yep. always handles business like she said and um she got it done man yep and, and, the, and the fact that when it was time to let go i needed to let go mm. any holding on any longer would have been it would have been catastrophic it's like it's like holding a rope exactly. you know uh when you're at the exactly. end of the tug of war and your hand is all red and yes. all that blood is rushing through yes. but when you let go all that pain oh my gosh when i let go christian i saw the i saw it lift off Come your on, shoulders dude. when i let go it, and I honor that. I honor the people, the soldiers that supported me. My, my children were always there at the events. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they were excited to be there. Sometimes they weren't. We made them go to classes. They <laughs> taught classes. They supported me. I, I just we, supported we miss, the we unit. We missed class to see my mom's pro, promotions. promotions. Like, for example, yep. when my mom was um, promoted to uh, commander yep. uh, at, at Fort Detrick, yep. everybody was oh there. Oh, my gosh. And, you know... 
afterwards, uh, they all do the salutes and they uh, handshake and show love. We were there for like two hours because people were showing love to my mom. To hug like, and, it was and, yep. crazy. Yep. And I, was, I still talk to those people mm-hmm. and, 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 and it, 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 it's a family, um, but there's a time to let go. Mm-hmm. So because of the place I was in, the mindset when I joined the military and I, I, I begin to get these accolades and I hear this from other veterans, what am I now? when nobody's given us the promotions or I'm not winning the awards or I'm not fighting for my country and I was nobody before I came in, mm-hmm. am I going to be nobody again? Mm-hmm. And to find myself, the beautiful, phenomenal woman that I am and mother, <sighs> ooh. Man, and it was a quick transition either. There was no sabbatical or anything. Right. My mom hit the ground running. Yeah. Like She's always been on trips and stuff like that as a solid business network, but she was using that to her fullest advantage, right. going to uh, conferences, speaking to people, yep. passing out um, her card, yep. shaking hands, yep. and being personable yep. with people and talking yep. about what she believes in. Yep. That, in turn, sparked a lot of people yep. to believe in her. Because yep. she's not the prisons. The prisons, yep. um, speaking with other uh, victims. Yep. Other yep. veteran victims, yep. just or uh, anybody, just any women in general, right? right. Um, any woman in general, right. really, that my mom can truly help because yep. she's been through so much and she's willing to share right. all of that. But within that, I think it's a good transition. Um, it's kind of weird because uh, Great Scott McKenzie was um, uh, my digital mentor, my main one, and um, when he put out his first book. Um, his mom was writing a book as well. It was it was weird to me, um, and I kind of paid attention to it. But now that I'm writing my first book, Front Street: The New Golden Rule, my mom is also writing one as well. And we she's had she's been telling me to write for I can't tell you how Ever. long. Yeah. Uh, write down everything, yeah. every uh, every thought, every yeah. plan. Yeah. Um, write, learn your SWAT, learn your, your strengths, weaknesses, right. uh, opportunities, and threats, yeah. advantages, and threats. Um, all of that stuff played a huge part in my childhood, which made me who I am today. So the fact that my mom, me and my mom are doing a book at the same time is just, yeah. is, is wild. But yeah. talk a little bit about your book. Um, so uh, Life in, in Victory is really about um, giving us the opportunity to, to make a change. And, and, and so when you're in a dark place and, and you're, someone says make a change or you see the light, I don't see any light. Mm-hmm. I, you don't even, there could be thousands of people reaching out to you and you still feel alone. And so really coming from a place where I've been there and, and, and offering this to whomever is ready to make that transformation, that's what live is about, life in victory, making a choice, mm. making a choice, not just taking in the oxygen, but taking in the oxygen. Right. We talk about that. We talk about the physiology of what the body needs. And for how long I ignored that. My body has been there for me. My feet, when I get out of the bed, I stand up and they're ready for it. But how often do I rub them and tell them thank you and appreciate them? You know, how many times have you bumped your knee and, and, and said, ow, but kept it moving instead of giving it a little love? Mm. But then as soon as the body breaks down, woe is me. Yeah. You know, just being support and the same thing with everyone around me. My son has a, a lot going on, a lot of stuff he's involved with, uh, from Front Street to the podcast to the blogging to his phenomenal photography. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and we're doing a lot of the same things, and, and, but honoring what he's doing and respecting what he's doing because for a long time uh, he wanted to be heard and he mentioned that and he felt like he wasn't heard. Uh, and just honoring where he is, you know, I wanted him to go to college and do this and do that. That's, I wanted. Mm. If you heard that, I want. 
It doesn't mean he's not a success if he doesn't do what I wanted him to do. He has just always wanted me to, to just appreciate. Matter of fact, he said that one time. And I've always given my kids, um, you know, accolades and said, I'm proud of you. But Christian said maybe uh, two years ago, he said, Mom, that's the first time you ever said, I'm proud of you for a choice that he made. Mm. Not I'm proud because he did what I wanted him to do. That was huge. Um, and I'm glad to be in a space where I can hear those comments. I think that's a huge part of parenting as well because a lot of parents try to force their kids into yep. different pegs. Yep. No, you're going to be a ballet dancer. Yeah. You're going to do p- piano. You're yep. going to play basketball. That's why I You're going to speak Spanish now. Yep. But um, m- many of those things aren't, what the kid actually wants right. to do. Or maybe they're not ready for him now. Right. Because remember, I, you yeah. guys went to those types of classes. No, my mom tried to put me, uh, we had a piano in my brother's room. Okay. And we sure did. <laughs> we could have played it every single day, but it wasn't something we were necessarily interested in, so right. it, it blew to the wayside. But um, within parenting, you kind of have to, we talked about this earlier, um, you have to, protect your kid, but yep. you also have to let yep. them be hurt all at the same time because yep. that hurt um, allows them to understand that I I am uh, strong enough to deal with this pain. Yep. I don't need somebody to take yep. care of me. I was actually reading this in um, um, Seven Habits of Highly uh, Effective People. The first chapter, uh, the first couple pages, the author was talking about how his son, he saw his son as um, inadequate. Mm-hmm. And once he was like, I have to protect you, mm-hmm. I have to put you in the right position, exactly. his son began internalizing that inadequacy. But when father, uh, mother was like, hey, let's, let's let him fall. Yep. You know, like, let's let him, let's take the training wheels off. Yep the kid began to gain confidence yep. in himself yep. and g- brushed off his own yep. knee, you know, kissed his own boo-boos <laughs> and said, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm good, you know, I'm going to be okay. And that kid actually turned out to be very adept uh, yep. academically yep. and um, uh, athletically. Yep. So that just goes to say that you have to, you can't you can't um, cradle people. Like, yep. people aren't babies, yep. you know, like, it doesn't necessarily yep. work like that. And not only that, um, this is my problem with safe spaces. Life is not a safe space. The yep. world will never yep. and has never been a yep. safe place. Yep. So when you try to throw those things in there, you're yep. coddling people. Yep. You're you're breeding childishness and That's immaturity. Excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, um, and hindsight. And and and, and um, I, there's a chance I may never be a, a grandparent. But anybody that knows me, um, the legacy I want to leave is mental and physical healthiness for my children. Mm. Uh, millions of dollars I could leave, and, and that wouldn't matter if they don't have that mental and physical um, um, healthiness. And, and so Christian and I, we, we talk about that all the time. But just really really acknowledging the space that we're in, um, what, what I could have done is, is given them the tools that when things occur, even anger, if you get upset with someone, ways to handle certain things. But see, as opposed to trying to, like you said, coddle mm-hmm. and keep them safe because that did not help the situation. Many um, people get mad at their parents because they didn't give them this, they didn't give them that. Parents only give what they have. That's and if true. you didn't have it, I That's can't true. be mad at you for not giving it to me. That's it's something true. I need to seek out on my own. Yeah. Um, like I, for example, I used to be mad at, uh, angry at my mom for the respectful thing, and this this kind of uh, it plays a part within Front Street. The first chapter is about being nice to people and the the detriment of being nice to people, and how long term that that plays major uh, side effects within our society. But um. It's looking up to people. Um, once you once you give somebody that yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, they they look down to you as well. Um, so you have to be even killed with all conversations within people. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I didn't realize that. I didn't understand discretion. And I got mad at my mom for mm-hmm. for not giving me that. But it's not something that she needs to give me. It's something life needs to give right. me. And I like that. People uh, don't live outside yourself and right. thinking or blaming people. We talked about this earlier yeah. today. Yeah. Don't blame people for your actions. It's always a choice. Huh. So you can either choose or not to choose. Right. So um, I kind of lost my point, to be honest with you. But, uh, oh, what was I talking about? No, I I like the I like where you were going with that because I I do have a cho- I do have a choice and and again it just reinforces what we've already mentioned mm-hmm. that my circumstances led me to the place where I was at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take advantage of where I was at, but also I have to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. So taking responsibility and making a difference, uh, or I can say woe is me and 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 think that. People really care. I'm not saying people don't care, but it's no one's responsibility to make me happy. It's your own. Yep. Um, until you realize that, until you start living it within yourself, being a yep. congruent, incredible being, yep. things are just going to happen to you yep. and you're always going to point the finger, yep. all that stuff. It, it never works that way because when you point the finger, you got three coming yep. back at you. Yep. Majority of the time, any situation that you're in, you put yourself in that situation and you can always make a choice to either get out of it or continue to move forward and yep. find another way. You know what drives me crazy that you said that? When people say it's hard. I'm like, freak Nick. Is it supposed to be easy? Who said life was going to be easy? And, and, and if it's hard, then why are we talking about it? Because mm-hmm. evidently you're saying you're not capable of, of surpassing this or, or, or overcoming this. So if it's hard, let's stop talking about it. Hard is let's, an excuse. Let's, let's find something that's easy for you, mm-hmm. if, if that's the case. Again, no disrespect to anybody. But if you want to get from where you are to somewhere else, let's get it done. It's going to be hard. I'm saying, Liv is saying, the organization is saying that you're not alone. That together we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the president of the United States said he's going to make America great again. I know you talk about that in in, in Front Street. First of all, you, if we see things that the way that they are, we might get it might stagnate us. Mm-hmm. I've always had hope. I don't, I don't know if it's optimist, pessimist. I I I have hope, and I, and I talked to Christian today. I said if I don't have that, if I never had that. Through all the things that I've been through, my wouldn't son wouldn't be, be here today. Without Do you? I w- wouldn't be here today. I had to believe that I could take care of two kids on my own. I had to believe that I could make it in the military because my kids had to eat. I had to believe that I could get it done, and it's by God's graces that we stand here today. It's beautiful that it all comes from internal instead of external. Yes, you know, um, because a lot of a lot of people will be like, "I'm trying to prove you wrong yep. to get to my success exactly. point." But really, it's come. It the best yep. success comes from inside. We're like, I, I know I can do this. Yep. You know, like I believe yep. in myself. So yep. let me go ahead, forget yep. what everybody else is saying because they don't really matter. They're irrelevant. What I say is how I'm gonna live my life, and that that's a, a pillar for for your children, especially me, because I've been uh, independent my my entire life. That's that's oh kind of the philosophy Since I live he's by. A baby. <laughs> um, any baby stories you want to talk? You want to oh, get into? Oh, you want to talk about the baby story? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this dude would like go get a gallon of milk out the refrigerator mm, and walk around with it. He would play, but he would hold his bottle between his teeth. Now, the bottle and the gallon of milk wasn't going to be far. <laughs> Potty training, he was not down with, but he would go get the diaper and then lay down because it was time to get changed. Hey, change me. What? I need, I need you what? to change me. And hurry up because I got things to do and a gallon of milk to complete. I bet you if I could change my, if I learned to change myself, like I would have been yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> how about how about the report card? Oh yes, yes. That's that's one of my favorites. You tell that one. Um, so I have a lot of of of, of my boys' uh, things that we often go through mm. when we're together. Basketball jerseys, soccer oh, my jerseys. Gosh. And so uh, I have Christian's uh, kindergarten mm. report card. And so he picked it up one time and he looked at it and he, yep, yep, yep. And then he looked at me and said, yep, she was right. Yeah, uh, to give it a little more context, the teacher actually put remarks on, on the page like to say exactly what I was doing, how I was reacting with kids and stuff like that. And literally everything she said, this was like 2011, <laughs> I think. Everything she said was like 100% yep. me. You know, I couldn't yep. even deny it. Like, yep, yep, I was doing that. I was doing yep. that. I was yep. doing that. It was crazy because I don't really remember kindergarten, but right. I know who I am as a person, you right. know. And um, within my own play, I'm not, I may seem like a super confident guy, but right. Like, I, I beat myself up quite a bit, yep. um, but that helped me learn. Like I've always been this person. I've always been kind of you know yep. this. But um, that's a, a, a personal plight. Like on the on the tenth degree, um, that's why I try to encourage people to believe in themselves yep. and believe in what they do, yep. no matter what anybody else says, because all of that is arbitrary. Like I said earlier, but um, you have a really strong presence. Hmm. Um, even as a baby, uh, Christian was always busy. So he was always doing something, bossing people around. Yeah, he was a bully because he would rough some folks up if they didn't want to do yeah, it Yeah, if you didn't way. do it how I wanted yeah, you to do it, that was going to be a problem. Yeah, that was going to be an issue. Now, I mean, he wouldn't tag you hard, but he was going to let you know you did it wrong. <laughs> um, but his, his spirit of, of always wanting to take care of people and make sure, and then not even take care of people, just make sure everyone was all right. Mm-hmm. So he would always check on me. He, he, you know, like three minutes he'd come in and he'd just look around. And he might <laughs> give me a hug. Depends on what I needed. And then he'd roll out. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of conversation. He wasn't big on dialoguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he would come and, and make sure that everything was okay. And... Um, um, it's okay if I talk about uh, your, your first endeavor. Oh, outerwear. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Shout out outerwear. Uh, shout out to outerwear. <laughs> outerwear apparel. So, so, so my son decides he's going to start a business. Okay, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, Christian, are you serious? Okay, Christian, you need this, this, and this, and this. He wasn't hearing it. Nope. Much like the times when he's, you know, walking around with that that gallon of milk, talking about he need to handle his business. He had exactly what he needed. And he was going to get it done. Well, he closed down outerwear. October 2015. That's right. And he said uh, something about, he had mentioned something about failure. I think he posted it on Facebook or something. Yes. I said, I I failed this year, but it won't stop me. Yep. And I thought to myself, this young man does not have a clue. (laughs) It's not about the fact that he shut it down. It's about the fact that he did it. And, 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 and again, we've talked about so many endeavors, but my son was inspiration to me because he did it. So, I, he, I, you know, I say to him, he's not feeling, but the growth that he received from outerwear. I learned so much Ooh. from outerwear apparel, man. Please speak on that. I learned so much from it. Uh, first off, I can honestly say, like, I was trying to... Um, ooh, break time. I was trying to start a clothing line, but I didn't know how to do it. <clears throat> 
And I was I, I had the aspiration to start a clothing line since 2010 mm-hmm. because of uh, uh, UTB under the bottom and uh, Wiz Khalifa doing all their stuff. But um, even before then, yeah, I was always remember in the, the Afro clothes. guy with the T-shirt yeah. with his coming up. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And I remember I remember the first time my mom went to a, a printing press to get some clothes made for our, our family reunion. I loved it. I loved that process. It was crazy. That. But um, yeah, I started um a clothing line in January 2015. Uh, I did all of the designs. I took all the pictures mm-hmm. i made the the website i did mm-hmm. the marketing i did the sales i did the the emails i i did every single thing that a businessman does that's supposed to have a team i did all of it um i ended up falling flat on my face cuz i didn't i sold one shirt after two drops three drops and then i had like two other drops planned and those just never came to fruition quite like i wanted to mm-hmm. but um i learned so much from that situation because one I learned how a business works, and mm-hmm. I, I was not running a proper business, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. And two, um, I learned uh, you got to have the right people around you. Okay. Um, you got to believe in your own idea and believe yep. in your own abilities. Yep. And that's why um, my mom my mom pointed this out to me. Because once I, uh, I shut down outerwear, I was already on to the next thing. I was kind of planning Mad Regular and how that blog was going to go, mm-hmm. the photography thing and all that stuff. Really, I was focused on podcasting more than writing. But um, once MadRegular.com got rolling, the podcast started coming out, my mom told me that um, outerwear was the outside of me, kind of yeah. like the vanity. And then the inside was Mad Regular, yep. me acknowledging that this is me yep. and actually doing the things that um, I did as a child that I wanted to do for so long. Like for photography, for example, I've been wanting to, I had a plan to be a photographer since eighth grade. Like, uh, shout out to FCPS in Walkersville High. They do a phenomenal job mm. of actually like planning eighth yes. graders' uh, high school years out. Yes. So we had a class where I had to pick my freshman year classes, my 10th grade year classes, my 11th grade, and the senior year classes. I had photography all the way up there. I had uh, journalism, writing classes, yep, all sure that type did. of stuff. Um, turns out that I never actually took any of those classes, but um, that was where my heart was. Mm-hmm. So like, once I actually had to go back and dig through all of my stuff to actually mm-hmm. find who I was, I was like, yo, I'm going to write. I'm going to talk. Yep. I'm going to do podcasts. I'm yep. going to do photography. And then that was me showing the world this is who I am. Yep. And that's why Matt, Matt Regular had the success that it yep. did. Yeah, when, when he said uh, uh, Matt Regular, I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, we sat and, and, and talked about it. And, and first of all, let me go back. There was a time where we've always had a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. There was a time where we had no communication mm-hmm. within that relationship. The love was still there. Uh, but Christian needed to get away. He needed to grow. And... um I'm so glad I honored and respected that um, and gave him his space. Oh, so glad that I, I, I did that. My mom can be um, a, a pusher sometimes. Oh, like yeah. like me, she wants her way. And she, yep. she she's a bit of a control freak, but yep. it's a part of, um, it's a, a strength, but there's a strength in every weakness yep. uh, or weakness in every strength. Yep. But um, it was so, it was a turning point in our relationship because she actually just kind of let me do me. Yep. And within that point in time, I grew a lot Oof. and I learned more about myself than yep. ever. I, yep. Confidence, all that stuff yep. grew because I finally realized, like we talked about earlier, I fell and I got back up. Yep. I brushed off my own pants. Yep. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. And that was strength enough within yep. myself. Yep. And 
once again, that's that's growth in parenting. No, it is. That's growth in parenting. In and our relationship. Really, another thing uh, we talked about earlier today, goalposts, uh, how people have these age goalposts where you're supposed to be driving a car at 16, you're supposed to be uh, going to college at 18, uh, working a, a career at 25, married at 30. Yeah. All that is malarkey is minutia cut that out because none of those things are actually true and we shouldn't be teaching people or kids that you're going to be this or that at xyz age because none of that works out when i was 18 i was as confused as i was when i was 15 when i was 21 i was pretty confused as i was when i was 18 and now that i'm 25 life is kind of shaping but still i don't know what life will be for me and that's okay. There's yep. absolutely nothing wrong with that. It actually gives me more freedom to make yep. my life what I want it to be oh as opposed God. to living towards, oh, I got to have a million dollars yep. at 30 or I got to be this at 40. Nah, yep. man, just live. Yep. Life will show you what you're supposed yep. to be. Once again, living in victory. Yep. And just and just honoring that because, the, again, there was a time where we, Christian had wonderful ideas, but because of the stuff between us, he would never share those ideas mm-hmm. with me. And so when he, when he uh, and, and, and please don't believe that this was easy. No. Uh, like we had the, the dispute this morning is constantly working on ourselves as individuals and working on the relationship together and honor and respecting the space that each of us is in. So when he said, uh, I want to talk to you about Mad Regular and, and he explained the concept to me and oh my God, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just. I was just elated because I, there was a time where he would not do that because I would either uh, whatever I would say he would felt that it was he was being criticized that he wasn't like you smart said, enough my he stuff, wasn't good enough you know? yep and and some of it was my stuff some of it was harshness um, not 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 to uh, be uh, malice with it but it, it doesn't matter I can say that but I want you to understand that. If I did it, I have to take ownership of it. If I give an excuse, then I'm taking back ownership. And you that's key. Once you give an excuse, uh, yep. I didn't mean yep. to or yep. doesn't matter. Yep. This happened. It needs to be accepted exactly. and acknowledged so exactly. everything can move on. Exactly. What can, you I said, share, can I share the moment about that? Because it's, it's a pivotal point. You got it. Um, so, I mean, this was a heated moment. Um, what was it about? 2014. And I remember uh, the, the one when I was standing outside the building. No, it was fourteen because I was still at. Uh, it was summer twenty thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I was still at uh, uh, Kansas. I was in Fort Detrick. Right. August yep. twenty thirteen. Yep. So I was I was at Fort Detrick, and um, uh, my boys were in Colorado with their father. And a lot going on, a lot, lot going on. Terminal. And I was talking, I mean, I took a break. I was standing outside the building. People, when I say that I can visualize this moment because it was so, so, such a pivotal moment in, in our relationship and, and in my life. And my son has never been disrespectful to the magnitude. I mean, he was like cussing. No, um, I, I, I let some things off my chest in a very uh, open way, very as if open. I was not talking to my mother. Yep. I was talking to like a, a girlfriend or some a friend that yep. that kind of burned me, yep. and I just kind of let everything that I was feeling kind of yep. out, and I put it all out on Front Street, so oh, to speak. Oh yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Oh yeah, I was on Fort Dietrich on Front Street. Yeah, and it was it, yep. it, it was it was ugly from from my it perspective. Was, yep. uh, it, most yep. of the things I say were more than unnecessary, yep. but um, all at the same time. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. 
um, a, a rose birth from all that manure. Oh my goodness! And it was crazy. Oh my goodness! So and you said uh, from that doo came a rose, and 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 honestly, because I talk about that a lot. I and, and God forgive me, but I use the word shit because we carried shit around and shit stinks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when they say you're full of shit, that's because you stink, mm. and people don't want to be around you. I got to the point where I was so full of stuff. Um, that it was hard to be around me. You, you agree? It was, it was not that people didn't love me. Mm-hmm. It just was difficult. Uh, not pointing fingers again. You have to understand that we, we have to sit in this space that doesn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But in order to grow, this space must be set in. So I set in on my shit, um, oozing. <laughs> and my son to, said to me, all I need you to say is that you physically and verbally abused me as a child. And I'm telling you, it's by God's grace that I wasn't in my feelings. I was able to say that to him. Now, there was still a lot of uh, drama and it, it wasn't no a kumbaya moment after that because <laughs> nah. we didn't even talk much after that. Right. It, maybe a year later. It was really sketchy for about two years after yeah. that. But um, he needed to hear that. But guys, I'm going to tell you, I needed to say it. Now, again, it, it, you know, this is a short podcast, so we're not going to go into which we need to go. We probably oh, yeah. need to talk about because I'm willing be to take ownership. Two. I'm willing to take ownership. But let me let me say that um, let's not get anything misconstrued. Like uh, people, uh, your words are powerful and your actions are as well. But um, when when she says verbal or uh, verbal or physically abusive, like we're talking about whoopings. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the old school classic yep. extension cord, yep. pink slipper, whatever yep. I can <laughs> grab whoopings. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, twig, twist. Right, right, yeah. right. Anything, yep, yep. anything. So, like, yep. it's not, like, there were no broken bones or nothing right. like that, but my mom tagged that ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, to yep. say the least. Yeah, there was some tagging going on. <laughs> there was some, but, but again, I needed to take ownership for my son's growth. Mm. He needed to hear me say it, but people, I needed to say it. Mm. And that's the because most important that's part That's when of that. I started looking back. That's when I started looking back not only at my relationship with my children, but it was a pivotal moment where I looked at the relationship with my mother. Because, of course, I mean, if you if you come from our world, the culture, uh, a, a citric cord, a tagging, and we're not talking about right or wrong. And, and definitely, uh, um, uh, Chuck, bring me back on the show so we can have a discussion <laughs> about that. Because, again, it's not right or wrong. We're not pointing fingers. You handle your discipline in your house how you see fit. We're just, just, we're just uh, communicating and sharing the outcome of some of that. Right. And we're being brutally honest. We're being raw right. and real with it. So it, it, could I have handled things better? Yes. But those of us that have been through trauma, when that stuff explodes, it explodes typically on the wrong person. And I said to my children things that a woman should never say, but a, a mother definitely should never articulate to, to her children. And, 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 and I can say, was it with malice? Hindsight, no. But was it felt with malice when I said it to them? Probably. Yes. Yes, and does that do damage? And even today, Christian, um, I, I told him how a phenomenal man he is, uh, and, and, and no joke, <laughs> my baby is bad. Uh, he's a blogger, he's a, he's a go-getter, he's got a big heart, he's gorgeous, ladies, he got it going on. And he is single, let me just put that out, because I like to have grandchildren she, she in about said, 10 years. She, she kind of threw the slide yeah, in earlier, yeah, the, yeah, the grandkids yeah, is coming, yeah, but yeah, you know. Yeah. About 10 years from now, but he has got it going on. And um, And he said to me, I, I wish you hadn't do the the critical stuff On before that, that because it's and this goes back to the childhood. Yes, I gave the accolades to them, but it was also a lot of criticism, um, 
uh, you're, you know, stuff that said you're not good enough, but then I turned around and said you were good enough. Yeah. And so that, you can speak on that. It's, it, it gets confusing yep. uh, within when you internalize everything that people say. And this mm-hmm. is why I, I say you got to take a lot of things with, with a grain of salt. Um, but when you internalize things from people that you trust right. and, and they tell you you're good, but they also tell you yep. you're, you're not so good yep. or you may not be succeeding in, yep. in XYZ realm, yep. those types of things hurt and they, they affect you. Yep. I, I talk about this all the time with my mom and actually be on in Front Street. Uh, but we have voice recordings in our heads. And they catch every single thing, whether it's a, a sideline conversation or whether you think you're you're not listening to your TV. You are. Your subconscious is, at least. And all of that is being recorded. But at the same time, those voices come back and they're played within your head. Yep. Most of the time, those voices aren't yours. And they, yes. they misconstrue things. Yes. The, the key is to find your voice within a, that recording and constantly yes. play your voice. Adjust yes. your tape a little bit, yep. you know? So, and, and we can do that with live. Yes. So that's a, that's a piece of, of what live can offer. Um, and I've been there. And um, using psychodrama, uh, I'm not a therapist, but but I tell you that what we do damn sure is therapeutic. <laughs> you have no idea. And, 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 and it's the premise of erasing that recording in your head by doing something different. Mm. And um, I've, I've done it with some phenomenal women and... Uh, I had two uh, uh, white ladies, uh, very young, they were in college, play Christopher and Christian. So you would think because they're Caucasian. Uh, yes, yes, and because they're females and, and not males and the color of their skin and they don't know what to say, like what they said, that it wouldn't work. And I'm going to tell you, it works. It works. I was able to open up some stuff and see my children from a different perspective and how what I said and did affected them. Mm-hmm. And then go back and look at my life and have that discussion with my mother. Now, I'm going to tell you, mm. give a shout out to, 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 to Miss Joyce Jones in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, the big O. Um, my mother is a phenomenal woman. She is who she is. Um, I watched a lot of TV as a child, so you get this fantasy about uh, a life or a family. Uh, and, and I had issues with my family. Not that they did anything to me. It's just it was my stuff. It wasn't what it, you thought exactly. it was. Exactly. And um, so I you know, uh, kind of disconnected from them uh, for, for a period of time. And they are the craziest, the funniest, the loudest, the wildest family you will ever see. The parking have, lot Joneses. The parking lot Joneses. We will have a good conversation in the parking lot. For like lot. three hours. Oh, uh, yeah. Pick a red lobster. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and they are my family. They are who they are. I honor them in the space in which they're in. It's not mine to dictate mm. where they're going or where they're coming from. Honor their stories. Um, and make a decision that if something is not comfortable or safe for me, that that I can still love them, but I don't have to be underneath them to love them. And I honor them today. And and my mother, phenomenal woman, that chick is not changing. She's got it going on, but I honor her. And so working through my stuff that I had with Christopher and Christian has gotten me to the place where I can respect but set boundaries with my mother because I am an adult, but I also have to honor and respect that my sons, my babies, who will always be my babies, are grown men. And see, that's that's a huge thing because you you saw it within yourself, and you made the change, but you made the change within your own life as well. Exactly. So that that's that's very very yep. commendable. And it, and it's had an effect 
on you. Oh, absolutely. And, and Christopher. Absolutely. Like like I said earlier in the podcast, my mom's growth has sparked my growth like exponentially because really we're doing the same things and we have conversations and I can help her because yep. I see, we kind of yes. see, see things the same way. Yes. So I've, I've been consulting with yep. Liv, helping her put that together, yep. put making the project as best as it can be. Oh, the best. <laughs> That's how we do. We only do the best. But, the, but share with them uh, the tip about the seatbelt. Oh, okay. I want you to share the seatbelt. Okay. I want. I'm gonna do um the science fair project. Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. You want to start young and then go up. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. You go ahead. So, um, speaking of uh, only doing things to the nth degree and at the last minute, um, we're a last minute team. To be honest with you, this is we do our best work <laughs> under pressure. But um, this is uh third, fourth grade, um, San Antonio, Texas, Fort Sam Houston. Shout out. A shout out, Houston, uh, Fort Sam Houston for sure. Um. My mom, oh, I had the assignment of, of being in the science fair. Um, I've never done science fair or anything like that. But my mom is technically a, a chemist. You studied a lot of chemistry, yep. microbiology, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of big stuff like that. Blood, she was in the, la- uh, the lab for majority of her yep. career. So um, she was the, my go-to person for that. And um, I, I came home, told my mom I had a science fair project, <laughs> and she took me to her lab and yep. um, we I, we talked to a scientist, yep. and he gave us a theory and how to break down that theory. Right? It was Beer's, Beer's law. law. It was about colors and yep. how colors reflect yep. and all Acid that stuff. Acid-based balance. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. How many times have we applied? Oh. And you said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Over the years, right. we talked about that. Right. It, it, it's so crazy because I, I smoke a lot of weed, so my memory is not the <laughs> a best. A lot of weed. <laughs> Shout out, moms. She knows. Yeah. She knows the truth yeah. from coast to coast. Yeah. But um, my memory is not the best. So when things come together. And like the the little tidbits come back, it's just mind blowing. But anyway, um, Beer's Law, right? We got the theory, we broke it down, we um we made a slideshow on PowerPoint. It was yep. like a thirty oh slide thing. God. Um, we printed all that out. We got our um our model and all that stuff. We went and bought a three um the three sided cardboard, yep. set it all up. Yep. At, Shout at, out to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh, we spent man. hours in Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby and Target. Ooh, <laughs> they got too many of our checks. But um yeah, we put it we put it together the day before the science mm-hmm. fair. Mind you, we had all the research, we had all the paperwork done, but we didn't set up the actual board till the night before the science fair. Uh spray paint uh glue spray paint, all that, that stuff. That was actually nine eleven. That was actually 9-11 Because we were running late And we saw the airplane But we didn't know what it was at the time The first plane that had hit 9-11 was running late Oh man, that's crazy Yep That's crazy Yep Wow Because we had to get the board to school And Chris went on and got on the bus Yep Yep Wow Wow Well, from a military perspective 9-11 was it was it was shaky yeah. for us because uh, I was in school, um, and then they announced it, and then my mom was at work, but they wouldn't let her leave. They work. would not let me leave the building, and my children were released from. They gave us a notification because the kids went to school on on Fort Sam mm-hmm. in San Antonio, and 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 we were on lockdown, so we had our students. Uh, so shout out to uh, my kilo babies, <laughs> kilo babies, shout out, um, and 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 yeah. But I could, that hurt. Hmm. The fact that my children were home alone, released from school, and we did not know what was going on. 
on it, a military installation. It was weird from our perspective as well because we didn't know what was yep. going on. So I didn't know if I was going to see my mom again. Yep. Is there going to be war? Like yep. nobody knew what was going on. Yep. But like you got home at like seven that night. Yep. We got out of school at like eight p eight a.m. or yep. something like that. Yep. Like we were. We yeah. went to first period, the bell rang, and then the teachers got early. the announcement. It was pretty early. And then we left. So that was, man. Yeah. My kids have been through a lot. Uh. Uh, they used to come up to the, the schoolhouse and where I taught, oh. and uh, and that's where we got the idea for Beer's Law. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, too, because your your uh, teacher said uh, Beer's Law because they thought it was about My beer. My teacher didn't even know what Beer's Law yeah, was. that was hilarious. My science teacher did yeah. not know what Beer's Law was. So everybody that came by and saw the test tube said, is that beer in there? <laughs> Is that, is that food flavoring? What is that? But um, we ended up getting third place yeah. for a project that took two weeks to put together, yeah. and we ended up in together at yeah. the last minute, yep. and we got third place. I still remember my shiny gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot. There's a uh, spray paint glue everywhere. It oh was. Oh my god, I missed. It was incredible, oh my man. I and then oh, also another um, perfectionist story. I was supposed to run for um, uh, oh my president, god. class president. Yo, when I tell you the poster ideas that we had, like the my most favorite one was my mom and uh, shout out to Randolph as well, Young Dolpho. Um, my mom set up this thing where uh, the poster was a mirror, yep. and, and and the tagline said, "Can you see yourself voting for me?" Yep, and it was it was crazy, wasn't it? Uh, but um, of course, like we said earlier, I was a little iffy at the time. I yep. wasn't all the way uh, comfortable with my own skin, and I was like, you know. Yep. I'm, I'm not sure run. if I could do that. No, and you know what? I thought about it. Um, had I ran for class president, who knows? Things, a lot of things would have changed. Because I yeah. remember, um, I'm not sure who our class president was, but they were doing a lot of stuff with like graduation. Mm-hmm. They were always kind of in the forefront, mm-hmm. and that would have changed a lot for me mm-hmm. too, personally. But it was just interesting that uh, I was actually just thinking that about that a couple crazy. weeks ago. That is crazy. Let me, let me, ladies, let me go back to the fact that he's single and gorgeous. <laughs> very successful young man. He got it going on. Got all his own. Uh, no children. None. Hopefully in 10 years. Um, <laughs> so I remember the first dance that Chris oh, Christian went man. to. What was that, like second grade or something? Again at Fort Sam. Yeah. And uh, Christian on his own wanted to stop by 7-Eleven. We, I don't know why it was 7-Eleven, but 7-Eleven, because he's seen the roses. You know, mm. we go in there and get candy. Oh, shout out to candy. Uh, <laughs> we love some candy. Man. But he wanted to get shout a to flower. Cavities. And so uh, I dropped him off at the school. He got his flower. Christopher didn't want to get, pick up any flowers, just Christian, and dropped him off at school. And I hid in the background, and I saw him talking to the girls. Tell me what happened with the lady, the young lady. Shout out to the young lady that didn't want the flower wherever she's at. I don't remember that one specifically. Yeah, she 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 broke my baby's heart. Are you talking about second grade or seventh grade? No, second. Yeah, it was at the elementary school right down the street from the house. That was Oklahoma? No, it was San Antonio. I, I don't remember that yeah, one. Yeah, and she didn't want the flower. But and my baby's heart was broken. Ladies, did I tell you that in second grade, this guy was giving out flowers? <laughs> Mommy, Valentine's Day, fourth, third, fourth. Oh, my I God. I was always the one giving, putting uh, the teddy bears. The box was the best. <laughs> on a girl's desk, you oh know. Oh, my God. How many teddy bears did we buy? <sighs> Remember the time Chris had the girlfriend? Yeah. And we went over to the house. The teddy bear we got, it was about, the big oh, my one. God. Yeah, um, my mom instilled <laughs> a lot of uh, love within us, and we got a lot to give. So yeah. like, Always respect the ladies. Man. Always. At no time do my kids ever... Ever 
that is unacceptable <laughs> to disrespect the ladies. Yeah, my mom, my mom taught us well, like yep. uh, for sure, for sure. Yep. Like, anything that I do, like how I move as a person, yep. is all credit to one person, and that's definitely my mom. Yep. You know, my shout out to pops too, because for the two years yeah. or you know that time yeah. frame we were talking, he yeah. changed a lot as well. Yeah. But I have to give the major yeah. shout out to mom because yeah. she she set the foundation, yeah. she laid everything down. I, I'll, I'll accept that, but give pops the, the, with the looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. the pop, smile. Pop, pops held down the genetics yeah. for sure. <laughs> the personality, <laughs> He's got some the genes. humor. Even uh, before I, I met him, yep. I was like him. So, yeah. I mean, yep. it, it was incredible. Yep. But um, this is fun. I had a great time. Did you, did you enjoy being at the lunch table? I'm going to tell you what. Uh, we have laid down some food for thought. This young man, please stay tuned. <laughs> please stay tuned. Because if you think he has delivered... You have not seen the entrees that he has in store for you guys. This is just, you know, scratching the surface, to yeah. be honest with you. And and I've learned so much within this conversation. Me too. Uh, um, and we I, hope you guys have too. I'm, I'm growing because, like, I didn't have as much confidence in the Free Lunch Podcast, despite the fact that we've had 45 episodes and wow. X amount of listens and stuff. But, um... This is this is a, a turning point, yeah. you know, for the podcast yeah. and uh, us doing bigger things. So yeah. for you to come on and 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 shed light on who I am as yeah. a person, but also your journey, yes, is just a beautiful thing. And yeah. I, I hope a, a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. soon to be parents and current parents, Absolutely. can learn from this because this is parenting is a, a full time job and it never ends. Yeah. Like from zero to a hundred, you know, yeah. like you're always Absolutely. parenting your kids and your kids will always need you. Yeah. So. Let that be known. Yep. And also let them know that you're human too. You're going to yep. make mistakes. Um, don't coddle. Right. Let people fall on their right. own. And always but just be back. there and love people in the space and honor who they are. Mm-hmm. Just honor. We, we got family. We got friends. A lot of people have done wrong. Um, and, and, and suffer the consequences of your actions. We said earlier decisions. Mm. Um, but guys, look, 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 look for more from the, the free lunch table. Uh, Chuck Hayes is continuing to put it down. Uh, look more for hear from more from Mama Hayes. Ooh, Ooh Mama Hayes. Mama, <laughs> oh, Hay- Mama Hayes without the puff puff. Right, right, right. It's just Mama <laughs> Hayes. All right, That's Mama as close Hayes as she's without the puff puff. <laughs> I'm trying though. Yeah. I'm gonna get her some yeah. THC bath yeah. salts for Mother's Day or something. And this one is not gonna have the explicit on it. <laughs> He, Yo, yeah, did he you kept notice, it clean for me. Did you notice my mom broke uh, broke the cussing seal? I had to let her do that first. But uh, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> honored and supported me, and I honor and respect that. You know, he putting it down and, and and giving the people what they need. But more importantly than that, he's giving what's coming from his heart. Mm. He, he's not trying to be anybody but but Christian. Also, look more for uh, Front Street. Ooh. Front Street is going. Well, you do want to live on Front Street. Did I say live? Living is an L I B, and that's life and victory. Um, We'll definitely have the the um, websites and, mm-hmm, and more to follow. Mm-hmm. So please well, look out for it. Let's guys. do all the plugs. Um, my, uh, my mom's not on social media heavy quite yet, but all of her links will be in the, in the description. You got to follow her on Instagram, get yes. her clicks up and stuff because she's yes. always putting out the motivational quotes, always. heavy in spirit. You know, always yes. trying to give you that her food for thought in her own possible way. You yep. know, but also um. Be out on the lookout for Live, uh, the book and the company, because it, it's moving and grooving in yes. the right direction. A lot of good things coming from the Harris family yep. as a whole. Yep. But um, uh, what else? You think we're done? Just keeping it coming. Ooh. And just loving people. 
Yes. And, and believing that, that that we have the power to change. This is where I get it from, people. Yep. You know, like, this is... The apple does not fall far from the tree at oh. all, like, whatsoever. Um, it's a beautiful thing, man. It uh, is. But... Love and happiness. Yes. Love and oh, happiness need to end it with and that. acceptance. Love and happiness. Ooh. Y'all lucky I can't sing. <laughs> He'll tell you that. <laughs> no, that's... that's my pops can blow, Ooh. and my sisters can too, but I got, yes. I got my singing voice from my mom, Love for sure. Love and happiness. Yeah, that's why we just talking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man... Um, Thank you for listening to the Free Lunch Podcast. Thank you. If you're listening, um, I hope you know where to find me. If not, you're new to the show. It's all good. Welcome to the lunch table. We're serving food yeah. for thought every single week. Uh, but you can get your own place at uh, by following me on Twitter at C-H-U-C-K underscore H-A-Z-E. Um, get familiar with the Free Lunch Podcast by using the hashtag, hashtag the Free Lunch Podcast, hashtag the Free Lunch Podcast, hashtag the Free Lunch Podcast. Uh, freelunch.com is on the way. Um Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, get involved with the show. It's all about the conversation, all right? Without you, there is no show. So we need you getting involved, getting involved with the Free Lunch Podcast. Come hungry. Uh, Yes, yes, because we will definitely feed you all you can eat. Um, Front Street, the new golden rule, uh, dropping October. Yes. 2017 get ready because fall is right around the corner man we're teaching people how we want to be treated by being congruent yes. credible beings but for more on that you got to stay tuned to the book man thank you mommy for coming to the lunch table i appreciate you this is a great episode we'll catch y'all i think i think we got two episodes this week we're talking about guardians of the galaxy on this next episode Ooh. getting to some comics yeah uh, shout the out tree. Bro. all about <laughs> right. the tree shout out little Groot, and of course rocky raccoon and uh yeah man we're gonna keep it moving and grooving but don't ever ever forget change is imminent but growth is completely optional Make the choice and choose growth. We'll catch you later on this week. Peace. It's the Free Lunch Podcast.